Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. We are up to episode 364, and it's February. It's already February. We're in the second month of 2023. Flying by, and it is, as we know, the heart and the home stretch of the NCAA wrestling season. And I'm excited about today's guest. He's an All-American from Northwestern University. He was a 97-pounder. Now he's a heavyweight. It's Lucas Davison. He's ranked number four in the nation. Lucas, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Better. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I just want to kind of take some time and, and get to know you, um, get to know your, your story and wrestling a little bit better and where you came from, how you got here and where you're going. So I know y- your dad, right, was uh, wrestled at Wisconsin. I believe he was a two-time All-American. So what's your what was your upbringing like with wrestling? When did you get like into wrestling? And, and did you have much knowledge of it before you stepped on a mat and started going to practices? Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, my dad was in it and he was, uh, I think he attributes like just so much of his um, character development to wrestling. So um, I think that's definitely something he wanted us to experience. And um, I mean, we had a pretty, pretty blessed life coming up and um, our only real source of adversity was, was through wrestling. So I think it's, it's been a good way to kind of shape us as men and yeah, it's it's just been awesome to experience this and grow through wrestling and um, everything it teaches you. So yeah, it's been it's been awesome. How old were you when you actually started like going to practices and like actually getting involved in wrestling? Yeah, I um, so I'm the youngest of three boys. Uh, my oldest brother is three years older than me, so. I think my dad was always coaching and involved in our community. So, I mean, I was always um, somehow tangentially uh, grouped in with these guys. So whether I was at practices, just watching and messing around as a little tyke, um, I think grade school is probably when I started actually participating in practices and not just jumping around on the uh, pull-up bars. But, um, yeah, probably grade school at some point, third, fourth grade. What were, and, you know, most kids, like, for whatever, they sign up or the parents sign them up and they get involved. You were like, and I think this is a, 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 probably an ideal situation to get involved. You're like around it, jumping on the pull-up bar, probably wrestling the dummy or wrestling another kid. But you're not really, in, not really doing it. What were your memories like from being in the room before you were actually wrestling? Uh, yeah, I mean – it was it, at that point, it was just mostly a game. Like I went in there to kind of mess around and, and rough house a little bit. And um, it eventually progressed to, to me actually like learning the wrestling fundamentals. And um, yeah. And then from that point, I mean, I think that's where I kind of like met my core group of friends was, was through wrestling and, you know, stuck close with those guys. And um, from that point, I think like as young kids, I wrestled with Jack Tolan, who was a guy who, ended up being one of my teammates at Northwestern and Andrew, obviously another eventual teammate at, at Northwestern. So um, yeah, it was just really awesome making friendships and um, learning about the sport from a super young age. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, when, once you did start, and I think you said maybe third, fourth grade, were you, you know, were you seeing, did you have success early on? Did you take a lot of lumps? Was it somewhere in the middle? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, younger, I, I definitely took my lumps and stuff, but 
Um, I mean, what the, the age groups were about two years. So I think like I'd have a good year and then, you know, I'd be the young guy. So um, a lot of times people would kind of pass me up as they're going through puberty and just more physical. I remember um, Austin O'Connor ripping my arm off at Nequa Valley in Illinois at one point. It definitely happened a couple of times. But um, yeah, I think just my trajectory was my dad's focus. And um, I was really lucky to have such a supportive coach and um, mentor through him that he only cared that we were just going out there and, and trying our best and just focusing on improvement. And I think that's the best way to approach it for um, young kids. And so I never really felt a ton of pressure to go out there and perform, but um, eventually just with that approach and um, my dad investing so much in me and my brothers, I think I kind of went on a trajectory of just slow growth over the, over the years. And eventually it, it got me to Northwestern and it put me on the, the podium at nationals. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think, man, again, yeah, I think you said blessed. You're, that's a, that's like, the, I don't know if there's a right way, but that's, a better or or a, a good way is like just be around it enjoy it love it try to get better at it and try hard rather than like trying to win tulsa which there's nothing wrong with winning tulsa but like, like yeah there's also nothing wrong with not winning tulsa so I, it feels like you the right from, from a young age um when did you start to see more success and, and maybe think about setting goals in high school or even like thinking about wrestling in college? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I mean, I, I took wrestling pretty serious from maybe middle school on. So like seventh and eighth grade, um, I was going to region wrestling Academy with, uh, Alex Sertzis and Andy Trevino were the, were the coaches over there, Sessa and Escobedo, all those guys. Um, and, and they were really great. And I had a ton of great partners who kicked my butt, um, just, as you're kind of going through that phase, there's, there's, uh, I mean, it's so competitive in high school. And, um, I was lucky to have a lot of, a lot of really high level wrestlers who went on to college and, um, a lot of people just to beat my butt, which I think is the best thing to do in, in those stages. So, uh, I had a lot of great training partners. And I think from like the middle school, I started like kind of realizing that, you know, um, I could be really good if I, if I stay committed, but, I, I was playing other sports. I was playing football, playing baseball. But once I got to high school, um, I mean, I had an okay freshman campaign. I was 160. And then um, sophomore year, I went up to 195. I wasn't a full-size 95, but 182 was more competitive, and my brother was better suited for that. So um, I went up to 195 and, you know, had, had again a better year, but still nothing, nothing to be super proud of. And um, I think I'm not sure if it was that year, but I went out to Fargo and um, all American in both styles. And I remember that being like the first time I realized like, Hey, I could be really good if I fully committed to this and um, you know, just pour in year round. And um, you know, from that point on, I, I went on to be state runner up. And I think that was a really important moment for me just because um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think about winning state until I got to the state finals and like I, I lost and I just remember like what happened out there like I never really expected it for myself and so like over that off season and coming into that next senior season I was like all right this is my last chance it's time to like believe in myself like I've been training harder than any, any of these guys I've been putting in extra time 
going in for morning workouts with my dad and my training partners and stuff like nobody else is doing this, um, at least at the level that I was. And so I kind of I just had to flip that switch mentally. And I think that was a huge thing for me. It's just once you believe it, like that's when you can actually do it. That's one of the biggest things I found t- talking to all these wrestlers, right? Is like having the skill and the ability is is great, but you could have all the skill in the world without the belief. It's it's nothing, right? And vice versa, you could maybe not have all the skill, but have the belief and, and pull yourself, you know, beyond where you should should be. Uh, you're talking about Fargo. You went and you all American both thousand. That opened your eyes. And, and probably led to some of the other successes. What did you know about Fargo leading into that? And what maybe expectations did you have for yourself? And did you, was it 10th grade you said, or the, around that sophomore year? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, freshman year, freshman year, the summer after um, I was injured, had a broken shoulder. And uh, so the next year I was finally able to go out to Fargo and, um, I watched the year I was injured. I watched my brother. He won it in Greco. And, uh, you know, I remember telling one of my, uh, my family members, like, you know, if you win Fargo, you can go anywhere you want for wrestling. And (laughs) I think, I mean, that's not completely true, but, um, I mean, I I think there's definitely a correlation there in, in some ways to your more options, but, um, that was my, my thought kind of going in. And, um, then Andrew, I was like, holy cow, like, that's actually pretty attainable. And um, I just knew that it it would open a lot of doors if I went out at Fargo and um, competed hard. So I I don't think I really had expectations going out there. I just kind of my first year, I was like, I have no no clue what to expect. Um, It was just kind of along for the ride. And um, then I started winning matches. And, and again, I kind of had that realization, like, hey, I could, I could really do this. And I mean, once you're out there for one style, you might as well do the other. And um, remember cutting a lot of weight to get down and it it never was easy, but um, yeah, it's just, it was fun for me. And I think, I think Fargo is um, either really crappy if, if you didn't do well, or is, it was really enjoyable and more fond if, if you had some more success out there. So um, fortunately I had success and have some fond memories of blazing hot uh, North Dakota state. Yeah. Uh, do you think that at, at, to some degree for, for a while you undervalued, underestimated, do you, do you think maybe you, for a while you underestimated your ability in, until you had success at Fargo and then, and maybe then into your senior season, maybe you were better than you realized? Uh, yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, I just don't know if I, if I like had that self dialogue, like if I reflected on, on where I'm at and where I could be. Um, and I think that's an important thing to, to kind of realize and, and think about. Self-dialogue. That's a good, that's a good term. Do you, do you have that today or, or, or maybe when did you, st- if so, when did you, when did you start having that self-dialogue? Yeah. I mean, I, the one moment that sticks out to me, I think where I started kind of having that reflection is <clears throat> after I lost at state my my junior year and um I mean since then I think yeah it's been um a lot of coaches have talked to me about it and um like it's it's your body just responds to the the thoughts that you feed it and I mean everybody has negative thoughts like 
there's so many times right before I go out on a mat, I'm like, man, I don't want to lose this one. Like that would be embarrassing. Like don't all those things. And it's just kind of like, it's one of those things that I think comes through your head, but you just have to build the muscle of smashing those thoughts down and smash them with positivity. And I think that's something I've gotten a lot better at. And, you know, just that positive self-talk and giving yourself the fuel to go out there and be successful. Have you had conversations with your dad or coaches uh, or, or other wrestlers or, or <laughs> any, anybody about, because it's, it's I, and the more I talk to people like this, the more I realize that everybody, you know, Zane Rutherford was on a few months ago talking about all this de- self-doubt that crept into his mind, you know, in, in like leading up to the Olympic trials. I'm like, Zane Rutherford, you guy's an animal. But, but the more I, I hear it, I'm like, wow, everybody really does deal with this. And I'm curious if it was ever a conversation you had because we're, we're talking about it now. So it's something that you've approached in your own mind. And I'm just curious if you ever had conversations with other coaches or, or family or, or other wrestlers about this. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, all my coaches have been super positive and, and reinforcing. And um, a lot of times I think they believed in me before I believed in myself. I think, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Andrew Howe, Coach Storniolo. Um, I, I specifically remember, though, Jimmy Kennedy when he was here at Northwestern. Um, he was big on that. And he kind of one day he kind of blew up just because he had heard a couple guys on the team um, just say the phrase, I can't. And like Jimmy, if you know him, like he's he's a hilarious guy. Like he's he's never serious. He's always joking around or doing something. And that was the first time I saw him him actually get angry and emotional. And um, he was just like lamenting to us about like, he's tired of hearing us say, I can't, because it's just those, those are the same like thoughts that you're feeding your body. And, and it's only going to be true if you tell yourself that. So the more you tell yourself that um, the more true that's going to be. So, yeah, I think that was, he, he handed us a, um, a sheet on that. That was just, uh, a printout of like your body fuels itself on, on the thoughts you feed it. And um, you just got to feed yourself positive self-talk. Otherwise um, it's just, it's going to be really hard for you. That's interesting. Do you remember anything more about this sheet that he gave you? Um, yeah, it's still in my locker. Uh, it's, it's just basically about like the, um, your body listens to what the brain tells it. And, you know, if you're telling it negativity, it's, it's going to give you a negative result. If you tell it positive, positive things, it's, it's going to definitely give you a result. That's much closer to that. I know. And I know Jimmy, Jimmy went over to Penn state at some point, which it's been at least a year or two. You still have this thing in your locker. Yeah. 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 Jimmy and Jimmy was, um, I don't even know how much he weighed. He never stepped on a scale in front of me, but he felt really strong, moved quick. But yeah, I, I remember um, he was huge for me, like my development and stuff. Uh, all those guys, every coach I've had here has been um, just amazing and 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 super selfless and uh, definitely gone above and beyond their, their um, job description. And I think he was one of those guys who, I mean, why was he wrestling with a 197 when there's a bunch of other guys who were a lot closer to his size? I don't really know, but I think it helped my development a lot. And, um, yeah, he helped me just um, mentally and physically. There's 
Um, every coach I've had has been awesome, though. Sure. Uh, and I know we're, we're kind of talking about college, but I want to back up and, like, what was, you know, when recruiting process is what I want to get to, right? <clears throat> the decision to wrestle in college, you're like, okay, I want to wrestle in college. Where? Where do I want to wrestle? And, and how did that decision process, how was all that for you? Is it, I know I want to go to Northwestern, or is it, man, let me look around, and then for what it's from, obviously, you did choose Northwestern. But, yeah, what was your recruiting process like? Yeah, uh, it was – it. I mean, it started slow, I think. Uh, <clears throat> well, it used to be junior year, so um, – yeah, it started slow. I remember Northwestern was definitely the first person to call me. Andrew Howe called me on the opening day of recruiting, and um, he was an Indian, Indiana guy too and somebody I always looked up to and followed through college wrestling. So that was a really cool moment. And, um, you know, Northwestern was always there with me. Uh, Coach Storniolo came. I mean, this after I'd already committed, but he was there with me at um, state championship when I finally won it. And those guys came down to watch me compete a, a good bit in Indiana. So that was always really cool. And they were super genuine. And, and um, yeah, I just, I really appreciated how much they cared about my development. And even before I was committed, uh, I mean, I was able to participate in the RTC practices up here and stuff. So I'd already had like some flavor of what my, my life would be as a college athlete, just cause I'd been in that room so much. And, um, I felt like it, it was huge for me as a high school athlete, being able to come in for those RTC practices and, you know, get, uh, different feels and, um, have college coaches working with me. It was, it was really cool, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's Northwestern was, um, did such an awesome job just building a relationship from, from the get go. And I think that was the one thing that kind of stuck with me when it finally came to decision-making time. But yeah, I, I looked around a good bit. I took all five of my official visits and um, I went to UPenn, Purdue, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan and Northwestern. And uh, I mean, I remember like I always wanted to go to Wisconsin. My dad was Wisconsin Badger and um, like from a young age, we were going up to football games and wrestling matches and all that stuff. So I, I kind of like that legacy aspect. I really liked the coaching staff that was there. They're all great guys. Um, but, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me. Didn't didn't end up being the right fit. And, um, yeah, I think that was kind of the same story with a couple other places. I really liked Michigan. Uh, Michigan's got great people on the team, great coaching staff. Uh, Sean's awesome. Um, I think you can see he's, he's doing great things with the program, and he's got a great vision. And, um yeah. So, I mean, they're all great programs and I um, really don't think I could have gone wrong with any of those. Um, but Northwestern ended up being the right fit for me. And um, I don't think you can make a, a bad choice if you ever pick a Northwestern because Big Ten, Big Ten wrestling is is premier. And I mean, the education is maybe even better. So it's it's been awesome. And I'm so lucky to be where I am. To the point of like belief and and how important that is what what kind of expectations or or goals expectations is a better word because goals is hey i want to be an olympic champ but is that realistic what expectations did you have and i'm not talking about you i'm talking about me but what kind of expectations did you have for yourself going into college um 
I, I mean, again, I, I think I probably got caught in the same situation where <clears throat> I hadn't given it a ton of thought until, I mean, I kind of got up here and started competing. Um, but I, and Mike McMullen was on staff up here when, uh, um, I was getting recruited to Northwestern and, uh, he, I remember he made like a, a formatted resume, like Lucas Davison, Northwestern university. At that point I was, I was pre-med. Um, I've since diverted to a more businessy, uh, approach, but I remember on there, he put, um, four-time national champ for Northwestern university. And I remember that, like, was kind of a moment for me. I was like, that would be really cool. Like, I think, I think that's very doable in this, in this situation and in this training environment. And, um, you know, clearly haven't gotten there yet, but, but, um, you know, I know I can be a national champ and, um, I think that's just something that I've proved myself over, over the years here. And, um, again, I think that theme of improvement every year and, um, I think I've held true to that and, you know, I think I'm ready for another um, kick-ass year. Awesome. Uh, all right. So it sounds like it was a similar situation in high school. Cause I think you, you wrestled 195 your second year, maybe for high school and boom, you're into college and almost the same way to one, 197, probably more filled out for the weight, but you wrestled, I think two years in 97 and moved up to heavy. What, how did that decision take place? Were you just growing too much? Were you just like the heck with cutting weight? How'd you make that? How did you make that? How did you figure that out? Yeah, I, um, so after the COVID year NCAAs, <clears throat> um, that year was just, it was kind of a mess for me just in terms of couldn't get healthy. Um, I had knee surgery before the year and then my knee ended up getting infected. Um, so it's just like, could never get in a rhythm for cutting weight. And, uh, I think that's really important is just like having your routine down and, um, yeah, so I competed four times. We had two dual weekends, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so two dual weekends. And then I was out for like a month and a half with my infected knee and just couldn't get the swelling out and all that stuff. So, um, I competed at two dual weekends and then, um, went big tens and nationals. And so like, I mean, I made weight only those few times and, and I just like, I couldn't work out the way I needed to, to keep my weight down. And so my, my weight would fluctuate so much. I'd be like 30 pounds over a week out from competition. And it was just hard. My body, um, my body wanted to, to keep growing, I think. And my coaches saw that they saw my big frame and they're like, Hey, uh, we think the decision um, the right decision for you is to, to go up to heavyweight, but they ultimately left it in my hands. And so after that season, I just kind of took some time to let my body heal and, and see how I felt about it. Like see how my body felt. And um, yeah, I just, I was like, you know what, I'm done with this cutting weight stuff. So um, let's lift some heavyweights and start pumping creatine and protein shakes, all, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just been trying to force calories down and, um, stay big. What's, and we all know how unpleasant weight cutting is it's harder or less, less fun trying to trick, take it, you know, lose weight or trying to put on weight. Um, I mean, the cutting weights part is, is definitely, um, it's more challenging. I think it's probably more, more physically, uh, 
more physically demanding and I, and there's a huge mental demand that it also puts on you which I mean you you change your your mindset a lot of times like our coaches say like when you're going through these workouts make sure you're not just doing it for for weight management purposes to a lot of our guys who are still cutting weight and then and like you're actually still thinking about your technique and thinking about getting better at wrestling because sometimes that has to get put on the back burner when you're cutting weight versus now I'm just I'm thinking about getting better at wrestling every time I go in there and and trying to push that wall back and just get better which is has been really cool and I mean I wish I wish wrestling could be like that for everyone because it's been super enjoyable I think it's easier to keep my body healthy and um, I mean, the the demands of um, Division One college wrestling, I think college wrestling at any level and but especially in the Big Ten is just it's so high, even for for a heavyweight who's able to give myself optimal nutrition and all the calories my body needs. It still weighs on you and it's still really hard, um, but it's definitely it's definitely easier to manage as as a heavyweight. Compare the differences between, you know rest physically on the mat wrestling in matches 197 versus heavyweight and maybe maybe in, at least at first an undersized heavyweight um yeah compare the difference of one more time what was your question faster slower what's just you know on the map what you know, what's it like wrestling 197 what's it like wrestling has better yeah yeah that's a good question um I mean, I think you can definitely see there's a bit of a um, speed and stamina difference between 97, 97s and, and heavyweight. I think um, I benefit a lot just because, you know, some of those guys at 97 are maybe a little bit more technical and so you have to be kind of savvy. And so I had three years of <clears throat> of development down at 97. So I, I, I gained a lot of those skills and, and traits that you need to be um, really proficient at. And I was able to bring them up to, to heavyweight. And I think that proves to be um, super beneficial. And um, I mean, there's a little bit of a learning curve uh, as a smaller heavyweight wrestling. Some of these big guys, um, you just can't shoot under them and, and let yourself get extended. So there's some small tactical adjustments you have to make. But I think, uh, yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to to experience the. 197 and um gain a lot of skills from that and and be able to kind of uh utilize those just to wrestle some of these bigger frame guys and um kind of pick them apart where they're they're not as proficient as some of those 97 pounders were yeah i uh when I was in college, my my roommate wrestled 197. We we redshirted like our third year and we went out to a tournament and he's like, "You know what?" I think I'm going to just try to go heavyweight. And then he won the tournament and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay. And I was like, wow, that's got to feel amazing. Like you're never cutting weight again. I was like jealous and pissed off. And, but uh, it probably feels pretty nice. And, and to the things you said, you can focus on getting better and skill development and not worried about weight management. It's just like totally changes the outlook probably on, on your, your wrestling perspective. Is that, do you feel something similar? Yeah. I mean, I think you can weight cut in a, in a healthy and, and um, <clears throat> beneficial way, but I just got to the point where it wasn't that. And it, it, it became more of the, um, 
weight cutting full time and, and wrestling part time. And and that's the point where where you should start thinking about moving up in weight, I think. You nailed it. Uh, so you're, you're ranked fourth right now. Uh, you know, just given this season, right, you know, forget about the wins and losses because we all want to win every match. How do you how do you feel about your performance and the way you've competed and, and wrestled so far this year? Um, I feel I feel pretty dang good. I mean, every time I step out there, I just um, I know I'm giving it my all. And um, aside from some small tactical adjustments and stuff, I, I think I've been in every match. And um, I mean, my two my two losses so far have been to um, number one and number three. And I think I mean, they're, they're razor thin thin margins between both those guys. And um, so, I mean, that's just further evidence that I can compete with anybody and, and I know I can beat those guys. So, um, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling confident. I think, um, super poised and just excited for, for the postseason here. So, um, yeah, I know, I know that I'm going to have to to score against those guys and, um, put numbers up. Uh, but I just know that I can take any of those guys to, um, to some deep waters and, um, get them tired, score a lot of points. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Do, you know, do you think about those guys that, that you lost to and like specific things that you will need to, or could, or could do different, like to, to win, you're probably gonna have to beat one or, or both of them. Right. Let's just be frank. And so I'm curious if you give thought much, a lot, any zero, right. To wrestling those guys specifically and, t- and you're going to see them probably big tens too. Like things you'll need to do, adjustments you'll need to make, areas where you think you can score. Those thoughts that you have, or are you like, man, I'm just focused on what's in front of me, and when I get there, I'll deal with that. Yeah, I mean, every time you, you wrestle a match, I think it's important that you kind of break it down and and see what you did well and what maybe you didn't. And um, I think both of those matches have given me ammunition just for self improvement and. Um, you know, tactical adjustments for the next match against those guys. And um, yeah, it's just, you can't, you can't let those things pass you by. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, it's, it's hard watching yourself lose, especially. Um, But, you know, there's, there's so much value you can take out of that. Sure. Um, Okay, cool. You know, we're kind of run up and we just have about four, five, six, six weeks left, which is really exciting. A big tens and I'm sure you have a, a couple of few duels left in the big tens and nationals. But um, I, w- I want to take a, a break here from from all the wrestling talk. And we got a couple of segments I like to do at the end of the show. And I kind of gave you a warning. But uh, first one's called joke time. Right? I wanna, it can be, you know, really any, any kind of joke you want to tell. It's just not not too dirty. Um but I want to hear a joke or multiple jokes if you got one, or multiple ones. But uh, yeah, let's see, let's hear it. All right. Um, you know, I, I promised you corniness, so I'll, I'll deliver. Uh, my first one's go to is just super easy. But uh, what's brown and sticky? Well, <laughs> poop. I don't know. It's a stick. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's okay, tough. It's super corny, but you got me. You, you led me down, but yeah, that's a good one. All right, you got another one? Um, yeah, I was uh what do you call a cow with two legs? 
Hamburger? I don't know. Ground beef. <laughs> yeah, right. Corny. You got any more? That's that- uh, nothing good. Can't deliver on anything good on that one. <laughs> That's all right. And we know we said they had to be good, but uh, cool, cool. Okay, good for joke time. Uh, one more segment, and then we'll, we'll let you be on with your day. Um, this one's called wins and whoopings, right? So thinking over from you know every match you've ever wrestled, this could be anywhere from your first to your most recent match. I want to you know think of one win that says memorable. It can be kids' club, junior high, high school, college, freestyle, folk style, Greco, whatever. Um, doesn't have to be your best, but it could be, doesn't have to be a favorite win, but it could be, but one that's memorable for any reason. And then, and then one whooping you took that is memorable because it was just like a, a beat down, right? Everybody's got their ass kicked once or twice and, and wants to forget about it. But I'm here. I am making you wanting you to talk about it. So one win that's memorable, one beat down you got that's memorable and you can do either one first. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a handful of memorable beatdowns, but I remember at big tens, my, my red shirt freshman year, uh, year got canceled. Everything got canceled uh, a week later because of COVID. But I remember at big tens and, uh, I think, I don't know if it had been quarterfinals or semifinals. Um, Colin Moore had my number. He just, he whooped up on me was not competitive and he was all over me that day. So um, that's one that, that still plays back in my head. But um, uh, memorable wins. Um, I think my match would have been, I don't know, one of the matches at NCAAs, I wrestled Matt Stencil and um, I remember he was, he was seated a little bit higher than me. And, you know, I kind of saw that as a, must-win match, and I mean, they all are at the NCAAs, but um, yeah, I just, I felt like I was firing on on all cylinders that match, and um, yeah, I, I think that was a pretty solid match for myself. Okay, awesome, man. Well, fantastic. This has been great, Lucas. I, I appreciate you taking some time to, to chat with us today. Um, I know you said you got, you're in a master's program, and you got to get down to downtown Chicago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, got the commute here in a couple hours. Okay. And PM practice. Well, uh, and then PM practice? Yeah. All right. College wrestling is no joke. So I'll let you get to it, man. Thanks so much for joining us, though. Oh, I, I'm going to give you the last word, though. So you can say anything you want to say about anything. Um, Looking for a Northwestern trophy finish this year. Let's do it. Okay. Awesome, man. You guys were, were scratching at it in years past, so uh, it's not out of the question. Lucas, thanks so much for joining us, man. Best of luck in the season, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it, man. All right. Yep. Have a great day. And that's going to do it, folks. Yep. That's going to do it. Uh, Lucas Davison, like I said, one of the top-ranked heavyweights in the Northwest. We'll be watching. Uh, please stay safe, and we'll see you later. Thanks.